Welcome back. This is the I Refuse Podcast. I am Mr. Fox. I wanted to come off of the the most recent episode. Uh, Well, before I start, uh, a lot of people that know me know that I watch um, certain Real Housewives franchises. Um, And particularly for the longest time, I've been watching Atlanta Housewives, which is not currently... um, on the air at the moment, but I also have been watching every season of Potomac Housewives, and I wanted to get into the most recent episode of Potomac Housewives, which is essentially the episode post the Monique and Candice Candace fight, um, for a variety of reasons, um, having been on the receiving end of a firing squad or holier-than-thou, high-and-mighty brigade. Um, I definitely resonate uh, highly with Monique in that regard. For those of you that don't know or don't watch Housewives franchises at all, um, Real Housewives of Potomac is, I guess, one of the most uh, recent or new um, franchises that have been, that has... uh, gotten steam quite quickly um, as far as favorite franchisees. Um, You know, the other ones outside of Atlanta have kind of trugged along, um, have been on longer. um, But the moment, the only difference between Potomac Housewives and the other franchises are that Potomac, Real Housewives of Potomac have only been on for about four or five seasons now. Um, they've done a couple of cast changes, but every season has been exciting, interesting, funny, and entertaining. Um, however, um, the last two episodes of Atomic Housewives, while it has been great, it has touched on a lot of social topics that are very, I think, important that inspire discussion. Um, and the episode before last um two ladies from Potomac Housewives Monique and Candace had a blow up what you know was a big blow up which was a result of many minor instances or infractions or disagreements along the way for the past year um during a wine tasting event to celebrate uh, Giselle winning her literary award which wasn't even um, I mean it didn't even get to be a a party because you know there was a lot of passive aggressiveness from both sides um, per the usual um, leading up to that point you know there was always this thing where Candace was um kind of baiting and taunting Monique since last year um, when Monique was pregnant and uh, you know she get in her face she stepped forward to her get really aggressive put her hands in her face um, and basically like egging her on to do something to her Um, now couple that with the last uh, let's see this is probably what episode six or seven uh the last four or five episodes. And in the meantime, between the, the seasons, um, Candace uh, got wind of a rumor involving Monique and her husband and the personal trainer um, from, a, from a person that was previously on the show prior to Monique coming on and Candace coming on by the name of Sharice. Uh, the rumor was that... Um, Monique was getting a little too friendly or hot and heavy with her personal trainer. But the piece that everybody else missed that wasn't explained was that it was implied that the baby that Monique was carrying was not her husband's, but was her personal trainer's. Um, So imagine having that on top of everything else and then... Just about every single interaction that they have has been tense. Now, on the surface, 
oh, you know, it's just, well, you didn't respect um, what I had set up for you guys here at the rental house. You guys didn't accept. Um, you guys didn't cons- weren't considerate of the weekend I had um, for you guys. Um, you didn't want to participate in these things I had planned. Um, you were fake sleeping when I left, when I went to speak to you and say goodbye to you. So, you take that, and then you take the taunting and everything, and then you take the rumor, none of which they directly addressed each other. It was just this passive-aggressive back and forth in a group setting. Um, Fast forward to the wine tasting. You know, Candace is still doing more of her hands in the face, the the bucking, the the aggressive body language, the... um, the name calling, the getting the hands in the face, the getting in the face, being really dramatic and still egging her on, but doing it tenfold in front of people. Um, so once Candace did it one too many times with the hand in the face, Monique had told her, get your hand out my face. She kept doing it. Um, at some point, Candace pushed Monique in the arm and then Monique grabbed her, grabbed Candace by the hair and wouldn't let go and actually dragged her um, a couple of inches to where the table of charcuterie and wine tipped over, was falling over. Um, crew was coming in, the rest of the cast is trying to get Monique to let go of Candace's hair. It was just a slight wig shift. Um, at some point, wine and glass hit Monique in the face. Uh, it cut her lip, and she was bleeding. Um, at some point, you can see in her face that she had, she wasn't all the way. She wasn't there. Like, and I was like, "Ooh, this is this is really heavy." Um, and I think, well, it, the 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 drag or the. And, Interaction probably lasted longer than it did. Um, but in TV time, from when I was watching it, it took, uh, it, it lasted all of about, what, five to ten minutes um, from the verbal altercation to them pulling her off of her and separating the two of them. And as Monique is being, like, led off to the, the back stairway, Candace is still hype and still running off at the mouth like she always does. Um, calling her a hood rat, calling her a bitch, talk, telling, you know, yelling at the top, the top of her lungs, oh, that ghetto hood rat, that, that bitch, that this, that that. Um, and true to reality TV fashion, they, um, producers of the, or the staff try to get Candace out of the barn and escort her to the vehicle, um, cause they, you know, for her safety and Candace is like, well, why do I have to leave? Why do I have to leave? Meanwhile, the producer that's with Monique, they're in the back stairway and he's got his whole body weight on the door and she's trying to get back in there while, you know, Candace is shelling. Um, she's like, just let me go back in there. Just let me go back in there. Um, and she ends up going down the back steps and calmly goes around to, around the barn, says I'm going to kill her and starts to run, um, to where she thinks Candace is. Meanwhile, Candace is, like, in the front of, in the entryway, the driveway, I guess that leads up to the barn, um, and at no point does it look like they're either even in the same space, um, but Monique is determined, um, so nevertheless, that, that was pretty much the fight. 
And but however, this is this is the part where I want to get into um into with the episode. Uh the next episode is fully dedicated to I guess the powwow with uh Monique against the other housewives on the show. Um now there are other housewives on the show, Karen, who is I guess Mother Hen. There's Giselle and Robin. There's Dr. Wendy and there's Ashley. Now, Ashley missed the altercation. She said she had to she had to go to the bathroom um after everybody showed up. Went to the bathroom, came out and saw this this big mess and was like, What happened? Well of course at some point she was caught up to speed, I think, about it. Um but before Monique's, Monique even makes it to Karen's house where the powwow is, um, Robin, Giselle, and Wendy are already riled up because, you know, Robin has has her mind made up um, about Monique with a tweet. Um, she doesn't feel that she's remorseful because of a tweet that Monique made not even soon after. Um, in regards to, uh, you get what you ask for, you, you ask and you shall receive. Um, when she shows it to Giselle, her running buddy and Dr. Wendy. Um, so the three of them already have it in their mind that she's not remorseful. By the way, uh, Giselle, who's, I believe is the most jealous of Monique, um, because Monique has everything that she doesn't. Um, she shows up to Karen's house with security. Theatrics, dramatic. That's standard reality show mess. Um, which is odd to me because none of that energy that Monique was giving off at the barn was directed at Giselle. Um... But I think that was just an attempt to put that girl down yet again, like she had been doing since Monique came to the show. Um, with her sorority girl, mean antics, uh, mean girl antics. So at some point, Monique makes it to the house, to Karen's house. Karen greets her. Um, they all sit down. The energy from Giselle is already left like like it's been since day one um they go back and forth a little bit um you know Giselle says she at no point wants to be around her she doesn't feel safe blah 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 um and then Wendy says her part where she kind of analyzes the girl and it's all about Oh, the image of the black woman, and, you know, so far we've held ourselves above the standard, um, and it's not right, and essentially the, the conversation was heavy-handed, um, basically full of bias, um, the only exception was Ashley and Karen, Karen was the moderator, but unfortunately, the majority of the room was to was to alienate and isolate and chastise and be very judgmental towards Monique instead of showing some compassion. Now, the girl admits that she's going to therapy to address a problem with those few seconds, a few minutes where she blacked out. And her trying to piece together what happened in real time. Um, but the thing about it is, this is where it went further left. The girl is there to explain herself. And there's already pushback. Um, oh, well, you know, that's a lie. Um, and they did replay the video of the fight where... Where from an angle where a lot of people missed um, what precipitated the hair pull, which was Candace pushed her 
in her upper arm, upper chest area prior to Monique grabbing on her hair. Um, And the thing about it is like, they, they were coming from a position where they were trying to tell her, you know, yeah, you know, Candace has a mouth, she pops off, but I don't let her bring me out of character. And I don't do this and I don't do that. You can't really speak to anybody else's, um, what they would do. Um, and unfortunately it's gotten to a point in life and in this real world where it's like you have people out here that are dedicated to pushing people. Um, and for at least almost two seasons, Candace has been pushing Monique. And playing her little, you know, mind games and emotional games. um, Kind of playing both ends where she'll tell her husband and the girls that she tried. um, But then you see, like, no evidence of that. And then, you know, calling Monique out in a group setting numerous times. Calling her a bitch, this and that. Um to paint a a different narrative. And unfortunately, it got the best of Monique. Um, The fight, the fight did not look good. Um, Candace didn't necessarily deserve it, but Candace's hands are not necessarily clean, 100%. Um, And unfortunately, what ends up happening when you show yourself to be, you know, this a particular way um, in front of people, they, they dramatize, they dramatize that and they're heavy handed on you and they're extremely judgmental. Um, I mean, from the gate, as soon as when he came onto the show, you can sense and feel the jealousy coming from Robin and Giselle because... Here you have Monique, who is established, has a strong marriage, um, has kids that are well-behaved um, and disciplined. She has more than one house. She has expendable income to do other things and make other things happen for herself. And she's in a strong marriage. Um... Whereas you have Giselle who's talking about, you know, image of the black woman and we we have to be accountable and all this other stuff. Um, doesn't really have any of those things. Like, the energy between her, herself, and her three kids is off and it's weird. Um, she's engaging her three teenage daughters in grown folks' business um, before she went over to Karen's house. She was talking to them about her feelings with another grown person. Um, I don't know where they do that at when I was growing up. It could be a conversation about groceries between two adults. You got to go to another room. You can't even interject yourself or interrupt. Um, It's just a certain line that Giselle's that Giselle crosses with her kids and um Robin's kids cross with Robin that's called respect and you know I'm not your buddy I'm your parent like those two boys that Robin's have they they really don't respect her or oh no as a parent and as a disciplinarian, they kind of do their own thing. Um, nothing too crazy, but it's obvious that the energy's different between her and the two boys compared to the two boys and their father. And as far as, like, a marriage, both of them are trying to get back with men that cheated on them. 
Uh, Robin is trying to get back with her ex-husband, who has at least six or seven other children. Um, and that caused them to get divorced. And Giselle and her husband, or her ex-husband, um, he was cheating on her all up and through their marriage. Um, and they, they're still cohabitating as long as she's been on the show. Um, and she's literally like one, one bankruptcy or one lean away from being in, a, in an apartment. And Giselle, I mean, she's working on this house, but it's clear that she's working with very little. So needless to say, when they come across somebody that's younger than them and prettier than them and has accumulated more and and holds herself a different way than they do, but still lets people know that I'm not to be messed with, they don't know how to reconcile themselves with that. And it's very clear, um, it was more obvious from Giselle you know, through her mean girl sorority antics, um, you know, grilling Monique the moment she sat, the first time she sat down in her space and was questioning her about her house, houses and her rearing and her grounding and everything. And just, just hoping for like an answer to exploit or to have a gotcha. And Ever since, along the way, over the course of the show, as long as Monique's been on it, there's been little things here and there. Um, So needless to say, the interaction between her and Monique at this point, Monique is not pressed to be around Giselle. Like, she understands and sees Giselle for who, who and what she is, which isn't much. And Giselle still is pressed to play up that... Monique is less than, Monique is a threat to her. And this is just another example in her eyes to just not fool with her. And she, deep down somewhere, you can feel that she was relieved. She finally got her gotcha. Um, But what people need to understand is that how you respond to things is a reflection of you. And Not for nothing, that whole scene in Karen's house really reflected poorly on the women on the other side of the room, with the exception of Ashley. Um, No, Dr. Wendy is just new to the show. Um, She realized, I think she realized a little too heavy on that I have a PhD and I'm a commentator to really interject herself into situations that she's coming on the tail end of um, and she's buddy buddy with Candace and I think unfortunately what it is why women or any collective um, I guess feels the need to come at one the other party is because you know the other you know the one party that was attacked or felt some kind of way um, is instantly the victim. In this case, Candace is, I think, the youngest out of the entire cast. And they, um, and because of that, they, they're trying to hold Monique to, I guess, a higher standard. As if it's not at all possible in your 30s to fight. And it's just so un heard of um I mean I'm of the the old school mindset that at some point you're gonna get what you asked for Candace said last year you're gonna drag me and that's exactly what she got and it wasn't even a drag compared to Portia and Kenya on that on that um Atlanta Housewives uh dragging Literally, she literally dragged the girl from standing, from a standing position, 
onto the floor and they slid. Um, and there was a huge fallout from that. Um, but this was a slight wig shift, but the drama around it was disproportionate to the the situation itself. Um, the only two people that had compassion for Monique without being biased were Ashley and Karen. Um, Karen was like, I, I really am supportive of you getting the help. I think it's most important, and that's commendable that you actually acknowledge that. Um, Dr. Wendy came from a place of, oh, well, you knew what you were doing. Um, yeah, that right there. Um, you're not remorseful. And to Monique's credit for being honest, she said, no, I'm not remorseful. Right now, I'm not. And I understand that. Um, a, because she's still in that headspace and that emotional space that I'm still angry with this girl. I am still pissed with this girl. Um, it, it's justifiable. That's understandable. Um, it takes a, it takes me a while to get off of something. Well, even if I just place the boundary that you know you shouldn't cross again. Um, sometimes you you have to put people in their place and and let them know. Verbally, she wasn't listening. There's only one place to go, but up. When all of this is going on in your face, and you've been warned verbally, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, you keep doing it. Been doing it for a year, and. The same people that are judging Monique were quite as a church mouse um, stirring the pot at the the barn. Oh, this is much. Oh, this this goes much more than just moms and kids and being mothers while they're arguing back and forth. Never thinking, well, shit, I should probably de-escalate this. I should literally um, get in between them and talk them down. Nope. It was it was smiles and poking and all this stuff going on. Yet when the shit went where it went, oh, it's the image. It's the uh, you know this and the that. And Doctor Wendy was just like, she was just surprised by Monique's answer that she wasn't remorseful. And then she got into the confessional on her PhD, saying that. Not being remorseful tells me it's a selfish choice. Fine, you're entitled to your opinion, but again, we all process things differently. Um, It was a little unfair for them to come at her so soon and so strong. I mean, granted, it was Monique's idea to to meet with them. Um, Unfortunately... For every every time she opened her mouth, there was pushback on the other end. Um, and here's the thing, like I I don't really condone violence, um, but I do believe in karma, and I do believe in consequences. Um, and I am fully aware, especially in my late 30s, that there are people out there whose sole mission is to bring down other people for whatever reason. Um, and then you have people that are just in the dark, don't understand, yet still it results in, well, you should have known better. It's It's you. Why are all these people coming forward? Why, 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 why? Um, I, they always ask the other person, but it's like, why didn't you ask them? Um, over, I'm over here minding my business, living my life, um, fulfilling my legacy um, beyond material things. And working on my own self 
satisfaction and self-validation and achieving goals that I have set for myself and being supportive of other people along the way. Um, And it's like you have all that plus a day and then people change on that one day. Um, The fight starts and stops there. It happens. Um, They were both wrong. But I get it. I get it. Um, What people must understand is that we can't speak for other people. And we can't... um, We can't, I don't think people have the range to understand the concept of you can't piss a person off and tell them how mad to get. Like, Candace inspired that, inspired what she got. Um, And then the people that were starting to pot along the way are chastising the person behind the reaction that she got. Like, it's like every person that played a part, you know, at the dinner tables, at the events where they're going back and forth and saying little snide things in between, which inspires the altercation to keep going, plays a role in that. Um... Monique's consequence for what she did was the the firing squad from the high mighty brigade and Candace's consequence for that mouth of hers she got a purse to the face by her mother last season and she got she got dragged across that charcuterie table at the barn by Monique and in that same episode, that last, the most recent episode, they, she went, she was in a therapy session with, I guess, her new therapist, um, and he asked her two key questions. He was like, um, do you feel you contributed at all to what happened? And, um, did you engage? Did you engage? And Candace did engage, which further escalated the situation. But she claimed no responsibility um, of her contribution to anything that led up to her getting what she got. And this is this is the shit that I'm talking about. Like people just play, just play around and flip the switch on and off um, to to play people and to manipulate the narrative. Um, I know in my case that, that was definitely what happened um, and people fell for it. Um, I'm just now realizing lately starting earlier this year, that if an unknown person that you never know, never met, can change the narrative for a group of people, he can he or she can change their minds. Um, that's definitely a downfall of groupthink, which I'll get into later this season, um, that I don't think a lot of people are aware of is actually a thing. Um, and it's, it's a twofold, um, problematic and toxic situation, um, that I'll go into in a later episode, but that's essentially what ended up happening, um, towards Monique. It's like, Giselle tipped it off when she, when Monique sat down and, you know, Robin fell in line with Monique, and Wendy fell in line with Robin. Um, Ashley was the exception. Karen was the exception. Um, 
And it further, and that kind of thing further acerbate, acerbates the the image and the narrative. Um, yeah, you say, oh, we we have held ourselves above the standard, but for the past four seasons, you've facilitated and precipitated this this mean girl, um, the backstabbing, the talking behind each other's back, the playing one end against the other, the um, chastising group settings, the alienating and isolating particular people, the fake phony alliances, the, um, the dishing dirt behind other people's backs, you know, shit that's more common in high school. Um, and for whatever reason, most people can't grow out of that. And it leads to um, a shift in like mental health. Um, it leads to degradation of self-value, self-respect, uh, meaning um, a loss in direction. Um, if you're one that's not grounded, if you're not sure of who you are, it's very important, I think, early on to adopt a purpose in life that far exceeds um, clicks and image and perception and material and who looks good with me and um, because people... At the end of the day, people, most people are just out for themselves. Um, that interaction at Karen's house towards Monique had nothing at all to do with Candace. It had more to do with people inflicting their own mess onto somebody else. Um, the only person that even mentioned Candace was Ashley, um, more so than Dr. Wendy and Karen at some point. Um, but Dr. Wendy mentioned her as a means to further chastise Monique. Um, Dr. Wendy went in there expecting more than what she got. And when she didn't get what she wanted, she, she went further. And, um, and drilling the same tired point, like making that girl feel, trying to make that girl feel less than or smaller than um, over something that's common in any age range, in any zip, zip code, area code, um, no matter how big your house is. Um, it's just a uh, principle, just don't fuck with me. And I, and I get it. Um, people out here just can't get up in everybody's face like Candace has with a knife in her hand, without a knife. Um, get throwing things, being, you know, slamming shit, like getting aggressive in people's face all the time and not expect somebody to pop back. Um, unfortunately, there was no talk that they had along the way. Um, there was no phone call, um, to have a discussion. And this is what Candace got. Um, so with that being said, like, it's interesting that part actually is the impetus to, um, little fires happening all throughout the group. Um, you know, Candace was acting all like the victim and acting like, oh my God, like mealy mouth and quiet and just confused um, with her husband and around the episode away from the group. Um, she didn't, she could just couldn't understand how this happened. Um, she's playing up, you know, her, through her pageantry stuff. 
that that kind of um, persona right now. But later on in the, in the season, she's back to old Candace, getting up in people's faces. She's getting up in Ashley's face. She's um, climbing up railings and leaning over railings, talking about, I will fuck you up. Um, but there's definitely several splits that'll come to light over the course of the rest of the season. Um, again, between Candace and Ashley. Um, between Monique and Karen. And it's and it's all from people being the bone carrier, people carrying you know, delivering hearsay, um third hand information, which the script never varies. Hearsay always leads to dissension and separation. Even if you think you're part of the strongest um collective. Um how easy it is for people to flip based off of what they heard. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how the group goes, but I definitely resonate with being poked and prodded and then popping off or, you know, being on the receiving end of hearsay and watching people claiming to be your friend, claiming to be your brother, claiming to be this and that. Just flip. Which is a method of deflection. Um, In order to not feel bad about what they're doing, they want to make you feel worse or try to make you feel worse. Um, They want to make the... They want to make a drama or a production bigger and larger than the actual situation. And they want to, you know, facilitate or malign themselves with the narrative as stereotypical, stereotypical and toxic and untrue and chaotic as it is in regards to black people and black men. Um... They must, they have this this sudden responsibility to protect and, you know, shield and defend the white folks from the dangerous big black bad wolf um, under this big black, you know, bad angry man narrative that permeates, um... So I understand. Um, At my age, um, I chose to um, choose peace over principle. Um, I know it started probably about 10 years ago when I didn't understand why people do the things that they do um, when it comes to me or if my name's attached to something or if I'm attached to something, why they react the way that they do. Um... I remember a Vincent Rawlings t- telling me, you know, not everything requires a response. And I was like, okay, I got you. And then a boss, a couple years later, in one of our one-on-ones, saying to me, um, whatever energy a person gives you, don't match it or escalate it. Got you. Um, in that one particular instance last year, I just was confused and didn't know what the hell was going on. But I knew that shit wasn't right, shit wasn't fair. Um, If we are at all supposed to be these words and these concepts, which the definitions never change, then we shouldn't be having this conversation. I'm confused. Um, and like Monique, I, I'm not sorry. Um, I'm not sorry for what I did. I'm not sorry for being who I am and what I am. Um, I don't accept hearsay. 
you can't convince me, the other person that was there, that I did anything wrong. Especially when you weren't there. Um, so, I wanted to, I guess, start the season with this episode, um, since this was the most recent occurrence. Um, kind of also wanted to talk about Donald Trump and the COVID Melania thing. Uh, come and find out he was faking it, but which I knew, I knew that it was just another tactic in his bag of tricks to, I guess, stall the debates and stall, I guess, the election the best he could. Um, I mean, as soon as I saw the news that he got. He walked out of Walter Reed and got into the back of the Escalade. And they did like a whole parade um, past his, his cult. I was like, where did they do that at? Like, A, if you have, if you tested positive for COVID, um, why are you just now going to the hospital? And why was this stay only four days? And they've been telling us for over six months the incubation period should be two weeks. Um, and how is it that of the eight people you have everyday interactions with, only four tested positive um, and not the other four, um, including your daughter, one of your daughters in your son-in-law was always around you. Um, so I knew something wasn't right. But, of course, you know, you know, we get wrapped up in the sensationalism and the media train that is Trump at the moment. And um, we, you know, when they, when we first caught wind that he tested positive for COVID and we saw the video of him standing. I believe he was at the steps of the White House or the Capitol and he was breathing. People implied that he was having trouble breathing then. And then there were images of him walking to the helicopter out from the White House to go to Walter Reed with, uh, there was a tube coming out of his jacket pocket going up the back of his suit jacket, going up into his hair um, and people thought it was oh a ventilator or it was this or it was that so it may be worse than what it is um, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that was a ventilator or some kind of colostomy bag or something um, but it's probably not COVID related um, who knows what that man has his age he's not like healthy he's not fit um and I'm not even going to address the orange tan mess. But then on top of that, like, all the bad shit he's done, like I've said before, you either pay, you know, on the front end or you pay on the back end, but you'll definitely pay. Um, and all that that living, like, that chaotic living, problematic living is catching up to him. So who knows? Um, but what I do know is that this this year, that man and this whole election thing is going to be really is really going to be one for the history books. Like this is definitely the pitfall, the very bottom of humanity and civilization, and um, we've digressed from hope and optimism and faith. Um, it's it's so wild, and this is coming from somebody that's survived Reaganomics, beating around the bush, both senior and junior, um, gone through you know terms of Clinton, the Cold War, the fall of the Berlin Wall, um, Persian Gulf War, Operation Enduring Freedom, nine eleven, um, and still like none of that is like, can measure up to what we're going through right now. Like a whole ass pandemic. 
and over 200,000 people in the U.S. alone have died and continue to die. Um, and people are still talking about Make America Great. And it's n- never been great to begin with. Of course, I'll go into why over the course of this, this season. But I wanted to start off on some cultural stuff um, and tie that into social things that need to be addressed. Um, and it's unfortunate that we got to this point as a society. But in, in order for us to grow and to progress, we must first acknowledge the woes and the detriments and have a discussion around those kind of things. It may be uncomfortable. It may be, um, it may piss you off, but you'll be better off with the knowledge having been aware. Um, Because a lot of people are not aware. Um, A lot of people are indifferent. And those two things can be just as problematic as being confrontational. So with that being said, this is the I Refuse podcast. Um, thank you for listening to the very first, well, the very first full episode of the second season. Um, the previous episode was just saying, hey, welcome back. The second season is here. Um, be sure to stay tuned, subscribe. We have an exciting season to look forward to. And I look forward to keeping you and having you as a listener and as a part of my audience. I truly appreciate it. I love doing the podcasting. I love opening up and being vulnerable with you guys. And I love just having these kind of discussions with you. Um, Stay tuned. We have a lot of exciting guests coming up. Some great content coming down the pipe. Uh, I think this season will be above and beyond more entertaining and more intense than the last season. Um, I was trying, I was just trying out the Spotify thing and the Anchor thing um, during quarantine. Um, and I'm, I've been loving it so far. So keep your eyes and ears peeled. Follow, subscribe. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify. Um, I'm going to zhuzh up the YouTube channel a little bit at some point. Uh, try to, as best I can to maintain two uh, parallels of different content on both um, YouTube, the YouTube channel, and the other eight platforms that this uh, podcast is on. So this is the I Refuse Podcast. I am Mr. Fox, and I will see you again next time. Bye.